fucking hell. What's going on here, you know what I mean? They was going to assassinate me, mate. Going to do, mate. They was going to put one in me. So as I'm walking up this little alleyway to go, to go into the place, someone's come behind me and stabbed me with a 30 piece screwdriver. And I went, oh, turned around, pulled this fucking screwdriver out. It must have gone in, what, inch and a half, two inches? As I pulled it out, the blood went everywhere. He went, come here then, like that, as it go on. What went on? And then he pulls out a gun and fucking fires at me, yeah? I heard it go, right by my ear, yeah? I went, oh my God, this like, it means this, yeah? So I'm now on shooting at the old man. The old man goes in the house, well, he turns around, bang again, and it hits my arm. So there's me sitting in the back of the car. Them two want to kill me. The old man's in the front saying, you're dead, you're dead, right? He smashed a piece of rubber in. They took him him, sorting him out, cutting things with a scalpel. He takes the scalpel, comes into the room where I'm in, and tries to step me with the scalpel. So there's me and now fighting in, in the hospital. He's throwing punches at me, and, and I thought, fuck, oh, good luck. Like punch, as I threw a punch at him, it hit his chin, but he turned his head, as I turned his head, I ran into him, threw my gum shield out, and bit off his ear off, you know what I mean? Karen TV, we're bringing you the most exciting interviews. Today we've got a Christmas special with our favourite guest and a close friend of mine of the channel. Hello Christian. Bang Bang Rain Hill, how are we doing? All right mate, sweet, yeah lovely, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time and giving me the opportunity, yes, as mate. always. Nice Are you looking forward to Christmas? Not at all. <laughs> no? <laughs> Eating too much, drinking, I don't drink, you know, but I'll, you know, you've got to have a drink Christmas. But as things at the moment, anyway. Yeah, really. feet are really, really sweet for me, yeah. I've, I've, Go on, my, my, toe, my mate Terry Ad Adley, he looks after me, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, mate. I've looked up, he's just uh, 100%. Lovely fella, shout out to Terry. Yeah. Um, so, t I want to concentrate mainly on the fighting today and the okay. unlicensed sort of okay. stuff. Okay, okay. But before we get onto that, obviously, you had a bit of a crazy news last week. Um, obviously, found out there's there was a hit put on you by yeah, one of your really was, close yeah. friends you'd never have expected yeah. someone you did not yeah. work with. Do you want to talk to us about that situation? Yeah, uh, well, um, and who I the fellow was and who he was to you. Yeah, well, I, I, well my, 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 my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, uh, they know a guy called Jimmy Ward. Uh, Jimmy Ward was involved in, in another guy, I don't, I don't know the guy's name, you know, but they was buying and selling houses for money laundering, yeah? It was all money laundering turned out, yeah? And I didn't really know too much about the money laundering myself. It's only recently that I knew that he was involved in money laundering really, really bad, yeah? So did you not know he was a big crook at the time then? Really? Well, well, he used to deal big time, big time with with uh, with puff, you know, big time with puff and coke and all that, yeah. But I wasn't getting involved in all that, mate. I was, I kept well away from that. I was with some proper people, so I kept away from that sort of thing, yeah. And uh, anyway, um, me and him was really, really got really close, and he was with a, a bird called Jackie Stanton, yeah. And uh, she was a, um, a guy called Alan Stanton's wife, ex-wife, and Alan Stanton. Um, he was involved with Bindon. They had a club in Stretton somewhere, uh, Johnny Bindon. And Johnny Bindon was very close to my father-in-law, mother-in-law, very, very close. 
and Jimmy Ward become more closer and more closer to, to, towards me. Um, he had a place in Northampton, a big place in Northampton. He had two or three places in Battersea, which me and my, my girlfriend, Danny, Danny Johnson, lived there for quite some time, yeah? In Battersea, really, really nice. I mean, it's worth, must be worth two mil, three mil now, that sort of place. And then one day, me and my Danny had nowhere to go. He went, look, I've got a place in Kingston. Are you interested? I went, yeah, show us it. He took us there. I went, yeah. For me and Danny, just me and Danny to sort of like start by ourselves, it was quite comfortable for me, you know, and comfortable for Danny because she had run the stone far away from mum and dad. And so I moved in and started to do the place up. I was working with a big company from North London, a big, big company, and I was getting money regular. Money was no object to me. I was just selling diamonds and gold and things like that, so money was no object, you know. I started to do the place. The place up really, really nice. I put a big loft extension in there. Lovely place, yeah. Right, anyway, and then Jimmy Ward become more close to me, and he started, downstairs was empty, he owned the whole, the whole house, yeah. Uh, that was part of the money laundering part of it. Um, and then he used to, downstairs, he used to hide all these puff, you know, all of it, all puff and bits and pieces, and he had big council, he had these big uh, metal doors on there, council doors, but he, obviously he must have got them off the council, hired them off the council, or just bought them. And he was always locked up. I could never go down there. Never ever go down there. But I was keep. I had two bullmastiffs and a bulldog. They were more or less in charge of the house. You know what I mean? I mean. And all of a sudden, like Jimmy Walker got very close with me, and I introduced him to a guy uh, who was um, involved in stocks and shares. A guy called Nicholas Pierce Gilding. Very very close friend of mine. Nice nice guy. Just. Always in the stocks and shares, get plenty of got plenty of wheeling and dealing. Most of it blue chip, all these things were blue chip, so there's plenty of money going over. And uh, then Jimmy Ward, I introduced him to Jimmy Ward. And one day, just out of the blue, I, I think um, Nicholas Pierce Gordon had got Jimmy a hundred grand. Jimmy gave him a hundred grand, and I think he got about 120 grand, 130 grand profit out of this thing. But all of a sudden, Nicholas went missing, but I happened to know where he was, so we went down to. Um, Phelan Boyce, Epping High Street, and Nicky had a company there right next door to the police station. And uh, so I went in there and seen Nick with Jimmy Ward. I was Jimmy Ward's parked outside. I walked in and I said to Jimmy, what, mate, how you going? Uh, and Nick, I said, you got some money for Jim? He went, yeah, so give me a suitcase, a little case with a £100,000. And all the money come from Coops and Co. Yeah? I didn't know Coops and Co. or Coops and Co. Was, yeah? But it's obviously it's a Queen, the Queen's Bank, and it all come from Coops and Co. I'll give Jimmy Ward the money. So he still owed Jimmy 110, 110, 120 grand. And um, then we went back to my place in Kingston, give it all to Jim. Jimmy gave me 20 grand as a drink because I've I earned just certainly 110, 110, 120 grand. So he gave me 20 grand as a drink. He's got 100 grand coming himself, so he's happy, yeah? So anyway, I went one day, he caught the phone me up. He said, Can you make your way to Northampton? I don't know the though, cheap. So I drove it all the way to Northampton and he's got his, it was in, in, in there. So, um, and there was three other guys in here with him, and we were all sitting at the table. And all of a sudden, Jimmy's talking to me, and Jimmy looked a bit funny. He changed his attitude towards me, changed it more, more aggressive, yeah? And then the fat guy with a beard, I mean, there was no problem for me in that respect, you know what I mean? But why but was Jimmy feeling a bit... Was that's this what bit, I'm saying. Was this a little bit of time between it, so Nicholas maybe been longer paying the other hundred or right. something? Right. No, what it was, I think, I think he was dealing, I think he was dealing with Nicky behind my back. Nicky yeah. wasn't telling me. So something happened, yeah? Something happened along, along the line. Nicky, what happened then, 
Um, it's, it's a little bit more long-winded, but what happened then? Nick, Nick killed, Nicholas Pierce scored and got kidnapped. He got kidnapped by some people, which I think is Jimmy Ward, yeah? He, he got put in a, in a house. Obviously, I was, after he got, after this, I've seen him since, yeah? He got, um, he got tortured. But he, Nicholas Pierce Gordon, has done, believe it or not, SAS training. He trained to be in the SAS, but he was quite tall, yeah? And uh, he jumped out the window with all, with the, with the, uh, tied to the chair and bits and pieces and rolled over and the chair smashed and he ran to Epping Police Station, which was not far from where they tortured him, and give himself up or told him what he'd done. Didn't put no names up, didn't grasp no one up or nothing, and got three and a half years. And then Nick would phone me up in my house in Kingston for me to go down to um, Epping, not that Epping, sorry, to um, Isle Sheppey. He worked on the gardens there for me to go down there and bury money for him so he can buy phone cards. Because him buying phone cards, he could earn money yeah. doing that, yeah? So one day, a knock came on my door, it was someone with 85 grand for me. Give me 85 grand, not for me, but for Nick. So I held the 85 grand, when he come out, he, he got it, give me 15 grand here, I think, anyway. So, but anyway, one go, I'll go down, this is right, now it's moving forward. I'll go down to Northampton with Jim, this is all happening before this is all happens, you know, like, anyway, I go down to Northampton, we're all sitting there at the table, as I say, Jimmy looked a bit, a bit, a bit different, a bit pissed off at me, you know, I was going, what's up, mate? No, no, I'm, I'm a bit pissed, you know, what's up? No, no, it's all right, mate, you know, but our fans are coming down, all of a sudden, there's three guys, one of the guys moved and bent over to do something, and a big 38 or 45, right, fell on the floor, you know? I went, hold up, what's all that fucking thing for? What's, what's, what's all that about? He went, I has to kill you, innit? I went, yeah, fucking is, innit? I said, I'll stand up your fucking ass. All right, it's fair for a minute. Jim's going, calm down, calm down. But I was strapped up anyway. I had my own thing, yeah? So I thought, here we go, it's off here, mate. But it wasn't, yeah? It wasn't off, yeah? So, but Jimmy, it, it was very funny with me because Nick went, Nick, Nick was in Nick. Nick come out, give me money. Whether or not he gave me money that belonged to Jim, I don't know, but Nick never told me nothing. And all of a sudden, it must have been that Nick owed him money. He thought I was involved in it. Tried to get me out of the place I had. Tried to get me out of there. Anyway, it didn't happen yet. The next thing I know. So what, you did fall out by the time he's trying to yeah, get Yeah, we fell out. We fell out. We fell out. I mean, you know, I mean, Jackie Stanton was my father-in-law's friend, you know. But obviously, Jim was with her. So they become mates, yeah. I thought it was a bit weird. Now, all of a sudden, I'm sitting in my house, in this flat here, and my son in Australia, because don't forget, I'm married to uh, Danny, Danny Johnson. Not married, she's my, 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 my common life, really, wife in a way. She's got two of my kids. One's in Australia, one's in America, yeah? My boy plays for Austra my plays Australia uh, uh, rugby. He's a rugby player, yeah? Anyway, so... Also, I get, I get uh, a thing, a message comes through from, from my phone from my boy in Australia. And that's when I get this, right? That Jimmy Ward was with three people or two people. I, I forget their names. I mean, you know, and. So, what you actually had through, didn't say that, is actually all the court papers. These are all the. Court, I had all the, all the transcripts. All the court transcripts. There's about 100 pages. On. About 100 pages of transcripts, you know. And they all went gloss. Yeah. 
Every one of them was a grass as yeah, well. Yeah, well, that's why that's yeah. why he got three to four years. They're beginning killing people, and he got three to four years. But as I'm reading, going through the depositions, my son, my son said to me, Dad. Look at page 40 of the depths. I'm going through, for, I can't see now because I, I didn't work Abbey Larson. I couldn't really understand it, what was going on. I said, can't you make it a bit larger for me? So he's sent it to me a bit larger. I went, fucking hell, what's going on here? You know what I mean? They was going to assassinate me, mate. Going to do it, mate. They was going to put one in me. They was put, put one in me. He paid people 25 grand. Which I guess was a lot of money at that time. Fortunes, isn't it? This is you're on about you're on about the nineties. Nineties, yeah. yeah might buy a house for twenty five grand. Exactly. Place. You know what I mean? Then he wants to he wants to top me, right? He's given someone twenty five grand to kill me. But what they've done, they cremated it, committed what's they call it, uh, the word anyway, they've said something on the on the on the depths that even makes it even worse. Because now they're topping people, now they want to top me too. I couldn't believe it, mate. I'm yeah, not... so they'd already done someone previously at a pub car park. Yeah, they had a cut with the axe. Yeah. Was it a police officer? I don't know what it was. No, um, the police officers were involved. They had police on their side as well. And that's right, yeah. And then it was all, everyone was grassing everybody up. But I think Jimmy Ward become more of a super grass than what they did. So he got he got three or four years and they got lights. Yeah, and he openly said that at the time he was put a 25 grand hit out yeah, of you. out of me, yeah. You know, and so you know, at that time, there obviously you had this fallout with Jimmy, but you didn't think it was that deep that he was going to be trying no, to, or no way. I mean, come on, you go to the house, you've been pals, it'd been a slight fallout with someone else who'd obviously run off, but he was under you, obviously, responsible for everything. Well, you go to his house in Northampton, and he's with three guys, and all of a sudden, a big gun falls on the floor 45 or 35, 48, 38, or 45 falls, falls on the floor. Yeah, I'm strapped up anyway, but the thing is, that's on the floor, you're thinking. Oh no! Have they come? Have they, have they, is he brought me there for them to chop me? But I shouldn't have been. They did, maybe to scare me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just going to scare me. I'm scared of that. You know what I mean? If you're going to go, you're going to go. But they're going to have well. They're going to tell. They don't do it properly. They're in trouble. You know what I mean? Cool. So obviously, now that you found out this information, now yeah. was there any sort of occasions where you people tried to attack you, or you believe they came close to trying to attack you back in the nineties? Then yeah. No. After these times, did you get? Listen, so obviously, was, you, know, you know, we've spoken about the story previously on the channel where your people came into your big house yeah, when you had gone to the shops yeah, and they'd yeah. done your dogs yeah, they, and the before car. That, before that, okay, go on. I've, I've been working on a club. I'm, you know, just, I'm, I'm earning lots of money, but I'm working down a club as well to show people that I'm also working, yeah? I'm working down a club in in, in, uh, in Twickenham, I make Wally, and I'm talking to Joe Paul. Joe Paul was there, there's a few people there. Uh, for, uh, for the, uh, for the, anyway, uh, all of a sudden, fucking hell, I'm walking, I always used to walk, I didn't used to drive a car, I didn't want to, I didn't want to drive, I used to walk, yeah? So I'm walking to, to, to my house in Kingston, and which is about, what, two and a half, three mile away, right, at night, it's warm, it's, it's, it's warm, it ain't, it ain't cold. So as I'm walking up this little alleyway to go, to go into the place, someone's come behind me and stabbed me with a footy piece screwdriver. You know the screwdriver? Yeah, Stabbed me in the back, mate. And I went, oh, turned around, pulled this fucking screwdriver out. It must have gone in, what, inch and a half, two inches, into my body, into my thing. As I pulled it out, the blood went everywhere. I mean, I was in a right bad way, you know what I mean? And whoever it was, they shot off, yeah? So whether that was that was the um, the people that, that told him, that, that told him that he was in a... a, a 
uh, do me. I don't know. But was that around these times? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, else? that yeah. was around about that time. So I went to my Danny's house, go to my Danny's house, she ticked all paint on me. White paint? White paint, because I don't know, she was just, I go to her, because she's living with her mum and dad, we haven't had grow. To sterilise her, or she was doing it because she was pissed off with you? She was pissed off with me, because I tried to get in the house to see her. Yeah. She said, turn around and show me where you've been stabbed. So I turned around, and a big pot of gloss paint come over my head, yeah? The police, she called the police, so as I walked out the gate, they got me. Fucking hell, you're having a bad night. Yeah. Then they took me, then they took me to, to the hospital. Hospital uh, put all these crystal things in the hole and bits and pieces. The police, Mark Moore has told them that I'm being, I'm being uh, detained. Took me to Kingston Police Station. They put me in a cell in a cell. There's one cell. You go, you, you open the, the door, you've got about three or four feet. Then you've got another cell, another door, and you go in there. They banged both doors, you're fucked, you ain't going nowhere, mate. They kept me in there for three days. It was on a Friday. They cook, went, took me to a special court Monday, and on a strand, on a, a, one of the court, big court with a strand, and the judge went mad. The judge went crazy. He went, how dare you bring that man into my, my courtroom? There's three of them. How dare you bring this man into my courtroom in that, in that state? What, what, how's, what, what he's been, he's been in the cell you know, since Friday, well, and what, you haven't cleaned that up? Where, what you, and then give me bail, let me go, you know, let me go. I mean, there was no charges, just let me go. But um, so, And the next thing you know, I'm at my caravan in, in, Chichester, in, in Chichester, Ch uh, yeah, and we, I, I was on coming back, but I kept seeing motorbikes. I kept seeing motorbikes, you know, motor, motorbike, one, two motorbikes. He doesn't take a notice, but being up doing what I'm doing, I'm an enforcer anyway, I'm looking at them things, motorbikes and cars, pulling by the side and all that, yeah. I go back to my place, I park the car, the, 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 the radio outside, and I go for the, I walk upstairs, and my, my, my ball mass is in, in, one of my ball mass is in, in the house, the ball mass and, and, and the bulldog are in the garden. Go, and my son's in the kitchen. He went, Dad, he went, do me a favour, give me a favour, he's 16 years of age. I went, stop it. He went, please, Dad. I went, okay, one minute. So I went and got his effects, which was about, what, I don't know, quarter mile away. I left the, left the Jeep there, walked. As I come back, I thought, oh, that's out of my car, my Jeep. It's flat to the floor, nearly, yeah? Well, someone is punching my wheels. And I go around to the front of the car, and they've done my windscreen. It looks like an hammer, right? Ball hammer or something. But then I realised they've shot it, they've shot them. So when I'm going upstairs, upstairs, I'm thinking, wow, hold up, there's blood on the patio, but inside the kitchen, there's blood all over my floor. I'm fucking, my boy is there. Shit myself. Shit myself. So I'm running in the house, there's blood, all of a sudden there's blood everywhere, right? I had these big gates in my house there. Walk one upstairs, Johnny! And I walked up, one upstairs to the bedroom. In my bedroom, I had a, in my wardrobe, I had a special place where you could go in there and hide. I had a safe in there, which was hit, was what was hid in the wall. That's what was it? The wardrobe had a false back to it, or something. Yeah, like it. yeah, false back, and, it, and I had a big place there where I hid. I had a safe that you couldn't see if you went in there. It was only could be approached by certain what you've done and fits and pieces. That door would open, things like that. Yeah, so it was all secure, right? So my son's in there. I'm shouting out. He went, Dad. Some people come to kill you. They're masked up. Dad. They come to kill you. I went, Jake. Come out of there, right? So as I was walking down the stairs, I went, like that. It's my ball mastiff. 
They've shot my ball massive. They've put one on his side, one on his back, yeah? But he's still alive. So they've shot him, not with an automatic, which has got, which has got um, big shells, big shells, yeah? They've shot him with a 2-2 that have gone around, his, gone around his body and done all his organs, yeah? So hit gun, 2-2, yeah? So I thought, fucking hell, these people have come to, come to kill me, you know what I mean? And we took the police come. There's, I mean, so, so many guns, things firing, the police call it come and everything. And they come in, and, but on the side, in my kitchen, I had a, I had a, um, a, 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 what do you call them, a, a thing you put over your shoulder, what do you call them? Um, like you've got. A bulletproof vest or? You know, no, your thing you put over your shoulder, you put, a in, a, put in a bag, a bag, carry yeah. back, back, yeah? So I had money in it. I've been down the caravan, collect my money, about 38 grand, put it on the side in my kitchen, but they ain't interested in that. They've not even looked at it, honestly, I'm not swear good, they've not even looked at it. If it was a plastic bag, obviously they wouldn't have because it looked like it. Yeah, that's what you're really worried about. Yeah, but anyway, so if they got that, I was in trouble, you know what I mean? And anyway, they're going into one, they go downstairs, and they find an automatic, and they also find a revolver under under a car. So that means they've come to top me. They ain't gonna top me with the automatic because it might jam. They're gonna top me with the fur, yeah, with a with a two-two. You know what I mean? So they've shot them, my dog with a two-two. Two's in, two in there, and the rest are, are still in the revolver. So now I'm thinking this is all down. So I don't know at the time. I ain't got a clue who it is. But now I'm thinking. Obviously, you're in the game as well. You had the enemies every day. You make enemies in the game. Listen, but you didn't have a clue. It was Jimmy. And I bet you were. Now, a few people got out who were trying to find but, out. But there was well. someone who got really, really hurt of it. You know, I mean, someone I know that's lost a, lost a hand over it. You know what I mean? And uh, with a machete. It wasn't that me, but someone done it, you know? Took his hands off with a machete over this. Someone that owed money on over enforcement work, yeah? And someone got his hand chopped off for that, yeah? So they thought it was him, but it wasn't him anyway. Uh, and, and no one knew what was going on. That's why I said on the thing, Mickey Fio, someone wound me up, told me Mickey Fio, nothing to do with Mickey Fio. You know what I mean? So Mickey feels sweet. You can go right, mate. You can forget about all that, mate. You can now come out of your shell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happens in the dark always yeah. comes to light eventually. Yeah, eventually. Taken, I apologise. It's taken 30 years. I apologise. But this yeah. is in black and white. We've yeah, seen the this is in black and white. The guy ain't even lying about the yeah. fact that he was trying to do it. He probably obviously never thought it'd come out. Yeah, exactly. You know, this. I don't know when. When was it? 02? When they got nicked? 02? Yeah, I'll put, I'll put some of the paperwork on the screen as, 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 if that's right. Please. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, be nice. And then, uh, you know. And then after that, I mean, I was always really conscious of people with motors, always that way anyway. And then one day, I'm going, the old man, the old man's, uh, my daddy's going, where's the car, Dad? Oh, no, where's the car, Dad? My wife's going, yeah, Dad. My, 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 my Danny, she said, where's the car, mate? I said, well, the old man's got it around the corner, right? The old man's got some gold and bits and pieces I'll give him to sell. She went, no, no, he can use his own car. So she walked around to get the car from her dad. As she knocked at the door, she said, Dad, give me the car. He's gone, fuck off, to his daughter, right? She's gone, what? He said, get out of the house, get out of the gate. So as she's gone out to get the gate, he, he said, she slapped him in the face, walked out. The old man's come walking towards her. As he's done, he's got nothing on his feet. She smashed him with the gate and broke, and broke two toes of his, yeah? Then there's murders now, right? She gets in the car, she drives, I only live around the corner. She drives the car around to my house. All of a sudden, the phone goes, I go, I go, what? He says, see you? You're, yeah, you're a pair of this and a pair of that. I go, listen, calm down, calm down, what's up? I said, listen, 
where's the stuff that I'll give you? Yeah? He said, it's in the car. I went, okay. I went down to the car and the car was empty. There's nothing in the car. Nothing. Now I know that he's nicked it and blaming me for taking the car. I now looks as if I took the stuff, yeah? So I said, listen, don't muck about. I went, yeah, anyway. Me and him now are having murders. So he went, why don't you come around him, flash bonnets? Come around the house, yeah? I went, what? He said, come around the house. So I went around the house. I said, so I went around the corner. I look in the front room, he's with some Scottish guys, I forget their name, you know. And I look at it, he sees me walking past. It's, 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 as I say, it's dusk, still dusk, you know, as it is. It's warm. I've got a t shirt on or a shirt, I can't remember. And I'm giving him where you went. I'm sort of giving him a point out and calling him what he is. He's saying, yeah, come out here. He went, come out there now. Right? So I'm walking down the road thinking he's not going to come out. What happens? He comes out. I'm, I'm what, halfway down the road? He went, come here then, not that. As it go on. What went on? Uh, then he pulls out a, a gun and fucking fires at me, yeah? I heard it go right by my ear, yeah? I went, oh my God, this like, he means this, yeah? So as I'm walking away from him, while I'm walking away, just trying to get away from my motor, I know I've got something in the motor. As I'm walking away, some guy comes out of an Indian shop, yeah? With a bag of food. As he walks through his Range Rover, the old man's got him on the floor with a gun. Gives a shit. He's actually he's just screaming out for his life, right? So that gives me nothing more time now to get my, my car. So I, what I've got in my car, I'm coming towards the old man now. So I'm now I'm shooting at the old man. The old man goes in the house. Right? He turns around, bang again, and it hits my arm. But it disgraces my my arm and hits me. But the power of it is enough to knock me on the floor. So I've got on the floor, but I'm bleeding. That ain't nothing really. I'm going to get in my car and go. And Danny kept phoning up my girl, my, 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 she's going, you all right? They phoned up and told me you've been shot, you all right? And I said, yeah, I'm sweet. Then I'm thinking, it's the old, is it the old man that's trying to get me killed? You know, and then I'm in the, I'm in the house with my, my, my girl who comes up the stairs, the mother-in-law, Dina. She's a gangster, Dina Johnson. She's an old gangster. Pretty as anything. So beautiful like my wife, eh? my girl, Danny. She comes up, she said, you listen, you start pointing at me, giving me abuse. Who comes up the stairs after that? The old man. With a big chopper. But I'm not about a little chopper. I'm on about a fireman's chopper. He's one of them big fireman's choppers, isn't he? He comes, swings it at me, but what he does, he hits the top of the patio. The patio door. So he knocks out of his hand, but he falls through. As he's falls through, I hit him on the chin. He's gone into the patio, after the patio with a... He's not the whole patio has come down yet, but it's come down on my, on my ball massive. One of my ball masses in the garden. Then we go to the hospital. So I said, We, she, we were, the old woman's gone, Dina. She said, We need to get to the hospital. We need to find the ambulance up. I said, oh, Don't do that, it'd be murders, you know. Let's just go there. So there's me sitting in the back of the car. Them two want to kill me. The old man's in the front saying, oh, You're dead, you're dead, right? He smashed the pieces of at him. We go to the hospital, I just got to the hospital, right? They're going mad. I've been, don't forget, I've also been shot, right? They know what it is. You've been shot, we're going to call the police. I oh, have no need for that, you know what I mean? Anyway, they took me into, the, into, the, into a room to get, to get sorted out, but as they took me in the room to get sorted out, right? He's in another bed. So they've got the screens in front, so he can't, I can't see him, he can't see me. But all of a sudden, they come in and start talking to me. Now he knows I'm next door. <laughs> so what's he doing? 
They talk to him, sorting him out, cutting things with a scalpel. He takes the scalpel, comes into the room where I'm in, and tries to step me with the scalpel. So he's being in there fighting in, in the hospital. They want to call the police. Right, no, I've got to go. I was, I'm gone. Oh, he's murders, and that was it, really. But he, he sounds like a fucking lunatic. My, my, my father, he was, listen, they was one of the Thursday gang, yeah? If people Google it, the Thursday gang, yeah? Every Thursday, they would go up to up north, to coal mines, to steel factories, big, big steel, steel places, and rob them. The wages. The wages. They got a lot of money, my, my father, but... He was telling me when I was talking to him about it that the police up there up north put plastic bags over their head and tied them up for them to confess. <laughs> I think they've got about 15, 17 years, I can't remember. Yeah, so he was yeah. a heavy big time. Uh, yeah, he was involved. I mean, Johnny Bidden was his best mate, you know what I mean? Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Bidden was meant to be in. Well, me and, John, me, me and John, yeah, we've had a few formats, me and Johnny Bidden, but you know. Yeah, and um, so did you and Mickey ever resolve your problems from those times there? Did you ever make peace? Do, you know, do you know what? Never. Never, ever. Me and him was always loggerheads. I used to look after him, but the people used to look after me. I used to look after him, yeah, because I thought he was only fair to my father-in-law, yeah? But he used to nick things and got me into a lot of trouble. So he never paid that money back for that said jewellery in that time? He never, paid my, he never paid my money back, mate. I, I mean, I had murders of people over that, you know? Mm. And so where is Mickey still alive today, obviously? No, 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 he died. That, he died. So rest in peace, Mickey. Oh, the mother-in-law died as well, both died at the same time, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And um, going back to the original story, Jimmy Ward, like, whatever happened? Did you ever have any contact with him no, after those times? No, do you know what? Did he just no, no, he come round the flat, all right? He wanted to give me some money for, for me to move out the flat, yeah? Move out of this flat, right? I went... Not really, do you know, I want to keep it. It's my, this is my place where I come and do my bits and pieces and this is where I keep my bits and pieces in it and, and that's it, yeah? And you put a lot of money in it. <coughs> yeah, exactly, you know? So he's, anyway, so I'm going no. He then give me X amount of money to move out, which I moved out, yeah? My, but me and him was loggerheads all the time over certain things, certain things that he wanted to cash off me when he found out about, about Nick giving me X amount of money, yeah? So I, I should imagine that was part of the hit, yeah? He was pissed off with that. Maybe it could have been him, but maybe it could have been my father-in-law because he was very close. Maybe it could have been my father-in-law. They all wanted to get me chopped. It no. could have been that, you know what I mean? So did you never um, hear about Jimmy Moore? Do you knew he was working? You just no, did you know what? Place? I didn't. I'm, all I heard... Obviously, he became a rich rich man, didn't he? Oh, he was absolutely... He had fortunes. Even when I knew him, he had fortunes, yeah. Um, there was a big thing on television uh, uh, years ago well, they played all these games, and the geezer was talking, and I forget what it was called now, but he was involved in that, yeah? And, um, yeah, he was actually a caper, mate. I mean, he had more money than sense, you know what I mean? One of them people. Mm. And whatever happened to Nicholas, then, the, the stockbroker fellow? Nicholas but... Pierce Gordon, he got three and a half years. Um, he now uh, doesn't do any... I mean, I've talked to Nick a few times. He owes me a lot of money, but that's part of part and parcel. That's all I forgot about now, you know what I mean? So I let it go. He's now... Uh, well, if he's got any money for you, I'll have it if you... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's now uh, more involved with uh, starting a big company up, yeah? I mean, another, another company doing stocks and shares, yeah? But more bigger, yeah? Bigger than before. Of course. And so a minute ago, you've obviously mentioned Johnny Binden, obviously, a yeah. real notorious yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you talked to us about like how serious Johnny was and how you end up meeting him and your relationship. Me and jo- me, me, so how, how serious was Johnny? Is that right? Yeah, well, Johnny, jo- Johnny Binner was very, very dangerous man because they had the club in Stratton, yeah, but he's always around the old man's house. There was a big question mark about the old man and Johnny Binder and the bits and pieces of the old woman and all that game, yeah? But they ain't going to go there on that, cool. yeah? But, um, you know, I mean, Johnny Binder was uh, a known gangster villain, you know what I mean? Serious as that. And, his, and he had a name called Biffo, yeah? That is a cool Johnny Binder Biffo. Well, the old girl wanted me for someone called Biffo. I'm not Biffo. He's Biffo. Why don't you get go and see him? You know what I mean? I'm not Biffo. So, they had the wrong enforcement. They had the wrong enforcement, mate. They had the wrong one, yeah? So, all of a sudden, uh, me and me, I met John down at a place called the Cromwellian in, uh, in Cromwell Road uh, in a big club down there. I used to go down there lots. There's a gambling club uh, uh, spill, you know, not, not proper, proper roulette tables and proper roulette, yeah. They're called the Cromwellian. I met John down there a few times and uh, I was a young and up and coming boy then, you know what I mean? And uh, I remember me and John falling out, yeah. Me and John had, uh, had a little fight. Outside of the Cormillion. And yeah. I've heard he was a very hard man in terms of fighting. Well, well, he's dangerous. He was dangerous. He could never fight, but he was very dangerous. He always carried knives. So, what happened with this fight that you had then? Well, it was just push and shove. It was push and shove, but I know I could, I could knock John out, you know what I mean? But the consequences are, well, I live, you know, like I didn't know that he was involved with my parents at that time. You know what I mean? So, not my parents, but Danny's parents. Yeah, I knew that he was involved with her, but I didn't know who he was to look at, you know what I mean? Then you know who he was, and he comes around the father-in-law's house. I go around there, he's, me and him were loggerheads, you know what I mean? Me and him had quite a few words, Johnny Binder, me and John. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Alan, me and Alan Stanton walked with John. We had a few words with him, mate. Hmm, yeah. So, um, just talking about the fighting, and going a little bit further, the fighting. Um, yeah. Uh, we haven't mentioned it before on the channel, but I know you had a fight with a serious tough man, a guy called Harry Starbuck. Before. Yeah, uh, well, talk I, about that. obviously, I know you weren't the one scheduled for that fight. Who, who was he meant to be fighting? He was night? supposed to fight Abby Spot. Abby Starbuck was, uh, I think, he was meant to fight uh, Lenny McLean. Yeah. Uh, and then Lenny never showed up. Yeah. And so there was a big black guy involved. This I forget the guy's name. Massive big black guy, yeah. Bare arms down his knees. Massive he was. And Abby Starbuck was then, it, it, it was Eddie Richardson's uh, a show with Terry Coombs. I was there as a compare because I've had a few fights. What's a compare then? Just to go in Stand there, so, yeah, just go in there in the ring, you know, like, whoa, uh, Ray Hill and all that, you know what I mean? Okay, so did you know Eddie Richardson before this? Uh, well, because I've, I've had a few fights already. At, okay. at, at, as well as it now, it was at, um, um, Harvey's, a place called Harvey Social Club, but I fought a lot of fights for Eddie at the Catswist of Stratton and Terry Coombs, yeah? And anyway, so he was supposed to fight, Abby Starbuck was supposed to fight the colour guy, yeah? But Abu Starbuck said no, he didn't want to fight him. I'm there as a compare. Yeah, so now Jimmy Tibbet, my trainer, manager, he's there, but only to look at other fights for me, see if there's anybody like that he could get to fight me, yeah? All of a sudden, Eddie Richards has got hold of Jimmy and said, Look, will Rafe fight this black guy? I forget his name, you know. And I said, Nah, nah, I don't want to because I'm desk down here being a compare. I don't want to be fighting. This, that, and the other. So, in, in the end, Eddie got round me, he said, Look, we give me a few bob anyway. I won't get in the room with this guy. Big arms, right, get in there. He's throwing punches at me, and, and I thought, Whoa, it's a bit like the third punch. As I threw a punch at him, it hit his chin, but he turned his head. As I turned his head, I ran into him, threw my gum shoe out, and bit off his ear off, you know what I mean? 
and then he jumped, the geezer jumps out of the ring, ah, fighting like that. It's a street fight. They're, they're street prize fights, you know what I mean? Prize fights, in prize fights, they're level fighting. You might get disqualified after the third time or the fourth time. By that time, it's all over because you bit off the ears, ears off and his nose off. So, so it, by, the, by, the, by the fourth time, it's stopped anyway, you know what I mean? That's yeah. What happened. He didn't want no more than No, no, he jumped out the ring, but everybody, everybody there that night, I was going, you're the fucking governor, you're the governor, you know what I mean? And that was it. And and, and and I was fighting, I mean, I was having two fights, two fights a week sometimes, you know what I mean? So you'd be having unlicensed glove fights, but then you'd also be having bare knuckle fights with Yeah, I mean, quite a few bare knuckle fights. Yeah, 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 because what we should do is to go to clubs, yeah? Uh, you Jimmy, and Jimmy Tibbet. Me and Jimmy Tibbet, and I'd go to clubs and all that with him. And uh, and then he gets hold of the bouncers, but he look over at me. I'll be sitting down there, and I nod, yeah. She may nod at shut, like phone shut, phone go. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And then we'd get fights. And a lot of the fights was in car parks. A lot of the fights was on greens and all that. But listen, I know been beat by a uh, doorman. You know, you're not saying a doorman can't fight because I was a doorman myself. Yeah. You know, but I never been beat as a doorman. I never. Okay, so you obviously. You built up a reputation as a unlicensed fighter as well. And you yeah, ended yeah. up putting on your own promotion. Point. Yeah, I was. I had, I had my own promotions in Acton Town Hall. Uh, I had some really, really good fighters there. Um, the what first, you fought on the bill, I guess. Yeah, I fought. I fought the first fight. I fought. Um, I, I forget this out of my head. It's a long time, you know. I forgot the name of the guys who I fought the first fight. Uh, I knocked him out in the first round. Uh, this guy, um, and then after that, we had another big promotion, and I fought a guy called Colin Cracknell. Uh, he was the bully of the fruit market. And so you've known him for years and years. Me and yeah. Colin, me and Colin. Colin was the first guy, really, that got me into this bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. Because I was the boxer as an amateur. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, and I've been, been before that, you know, I've been down to pro gyms. You know, what I mean, I was the, I mean, had Colin been a pro at any time? Because I saw his Colin, posters the other day. Yeah, Colin might. I don't know. Colin might. I don't know. He might have. I'm not quite sure. You know, but. Colin was in the foot market. Um, I was in the foot market as a child, as a kid, really. 15, 16 years of age, maybe even younger than that. And Colin, Colin got me uh, into, into fighting. I was the one man going through park nearly every day. I was a night porter where I get in at night time and I load all the lorries and I'd help them out when they come in, yeah? Colin was one of the oldest guys in the foot market. He was always fighting, always knocking people out. He never stops, yeah? So, being a chocolate kid, I wanted to be exactly like him. I wanted to be... So you looked up to him in a big way. I looked up to him in a big time. Proper hard man. Proper hard man, yeah. So all of a sudden, me and Colin, he come, one day he came in with some bad gloves. He went, do you want a few rounds? I went, yeah, okay. But what he said, what we do, you wear a bad glove on your right hand, I wear a bad glove on my left hand. So there's only one bad glove, yeah. He said, we go, we go out, yeah? So it was bare knuckle, bare knuckle really, you know? It was the same sort of thing. And we go out in the cobbles, all the green guys be watching, and I would fight Colin like, for three rounds, you know? I always get smashed to pieces, you know what I mean? I always get bashed up, you know what I mean? But I'm learning all the time. All the time I'm learning, learning, learning. I've seen Colin fight a guy called Jimmy Wilkinson, which is, he got involved with the Webley lot, but he's more squashed him up. Uh, anyway, but, um, I see him bash up Jimmy Wilkinson in the market, and then I see Jimmy Wilkinson come back and jump off, jump off the back of the lorry 
and bit Collins off and Collins ear off, you know. So that, that, that I mean, that's the sort of thing. What it was like in the market? Everyone was fighting. It was all about. That I must have had. Was it fighting for money or people just doing it? Just fighting. Just fighting. The foot market was about that. There was about maybe three, four hundred porters in that foot market. Yeah, in Brentford Market, and everyone in that market, even the salesmen, could march on. Uh, I said to you, it's funny, I went into my local greengrocers in yeah. Guildford last yeah. week and uh, mentioned, obviously, you, and they're yeah. telling me stories about you and how yeah. I worked in fruit markets back yeah. in these days yeah. and that, and uh, what it was like. Who's that, Bobby Collins and Philip yeah. Collins? Yeah. Now, me and him go back a long way. I mean, Bobby Collins, he was like, unbelievable, Bobby Collins. He was like, he could, and that geese could work, mate. He used to stack satires up 30, 40, 40 in, in, the, in the sky. Strong, real strong. Oh. And his brother, Wacker Collins, yeah? Wacker Collins could have a white fight, yeah? Bobby could have a white fight, but Bobby never done, never got himself involved in fights. But me and me and Bobby, Bobby seen me fighting in the food market, knocking people out, and this, that, and the other. And Bobby had to say, said to people, never get, never get in the phone box with Ray Hill. If you want to fight, don't fight in the phone box, here, knock your spark up. And I, me and him as kids, yeah? We used to go to the place called the Boathouse, in Kew Bridge, yeah? It was a big club. And I was a young boy, he was a young boy, we used to wear all the flash gear, the the, the, uh, the scarf on your neck, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and a turn up with Dr. Martins, walk into the clubs, and there was a big bouncer, a dog called Mommy Bush. He was an actor, yeah? Big famous actor. And we used to go to his kids, and people, after a while, you know, because of my reputation in the food market and in Chiswick and Brentford, I was always fighting, always fighting. I don't think I've ever been beat. I ain't saying I never got hurt. We all respect, we all get hurt, mate. You know, but I've never been beat. I don't, I don't, I won't, I don't want to lose yet. So I'm going to win. And if I don't win, I'm going to come back another another day and, and, and beat them, yeah? So, yeah, so all, all the time, all the time I was fighting. So when we went down, went down the boathouse, Molly Bush there said, listen, I'm not in trouble with you, look. Because we was causing plenty of trouble, so we was upstairs and we had a bit of trouble upstairs. Come downstairs, as we come downstairs into the bar downstairs. As soon as we went in there, I heard people say, "Oh, he's fucking way ill. He's in trouble in here." Yeah? And I was, "You're flat suit." You think, "Yeah, you know what I mean." I was only a kid. Walks in there and and, and and this guy says something. I nutted this guy, and then the bouncers sort of got involved, dragged me out. Yeah, and one of the bouncers, bit flesh, bit flesh. So I said, Roy, you want to fight, mate? To the bouncer. You know what I mean? I was only a kid. You know, he went, <laughs> he rocked my head, yeah? So I went back and then I kicked him up the balls, yeah? And then he went down the floor, I kicked him again and we went over the bridge. But as we went over the bridge, me, Bobby Collins and Wacker, we went over the bridge and there's three of us and uh, sort of like, we're not walking over the bridge, we want over the bridge to get away, yeah? And he's in. Guys coming towards us. I said, no, it's four of us. I forget, a black guy. It was a black guy, yeah. And it's four guys, five guys walking towards us. We looked a bit handy, yeah. Well, we had a work. We started rattling. And one of them threw my mate over the bridge into the Thames. Oh, my God. <laughs> into the Thames. So... I hope he could swim. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, watching, we're watching, yeah. Where's he gone? You know, and next thing you know, we looked down and he's, he's, he's walking up, he's climbing the stairs. Lucky, mate. Lucky that tide was going out or whatever it was. You know what I mean? I don't know what going been coming out and if he did, it sucked him under, you know. Mm -hmm. The rip current, you know, but he was like alive, yeah. 
Yeah, well, no, she had some laughs. Shout out to Colin's family. And um, another one, we, we mentioned it before real briefly, this fight you had at Newcastle before that people have told me about and that. So, like, you and your mate, how did you end up having a fight in Newcastle? Well, like, were you me and my mate, like, that far up there? Me and my mate Gary Francis, yeah? A guy called Gary Francis. Yeah, uh, so you mentioned before, real dangerous yeah, fellow, one of your good that, pals. Well, Gary, got, I think, got stabbed 30-odd times. And that was in a, he, he had a uh, triumph stake. And he had, some, he had a bit of fight with his guys in Liverpool, yeah? Uh, they come down and uh, he, he was in the triumph stake. He bashed his guys up a few times and they stabbed him first. Yeah, times. the football. Did this do football, was it? Did they come down for? No, 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 no. no. So just to do gang business? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And anyway, they've, uh, he's been stabbed 36 times and he died, yeah? But anyway, we went up, we went up, up that way and uh, there were some guys uh, in a pub who got a bit leery with me up there. One particular guy. I don't know his name, you know. But he was he, meant to be one of the tough fellas yeah, up there. Yeah, he was one, one of the family. Like, white, can whatever well, mate. You know, and we're come on, you go up there two or three of you, mate, and you are going into a different area, you know, and you've got to be careful because you don't know what you're going to go into, you know what I mean? And I walked in there, and, and we got that accent, we ain't got an accent like there, we're Londoners, yeah, and I ain't got any sort of funny talk, yeah. And one of the guys came up to me and got a bit leery and all that and the other, and I said something to him, I forget, and I said something to him, something, and he started and we threw a punch, hit me on the chin. I went on the floor one knee, yeah, and they tried to set about me. I got up and bang, knocked this guy's spark out, but really punished him bad, yeah. Really punished him bad after that. Done so much, like, I'm bashing to death. And then in the gap, my mate Gary Farns had made a big story of it, you know what I mean? But it was, it was really, to go all up there, yeah. and to knock the, knock the hardest man out up that area at my age, yeah. or a bit older, is it's quite a feat, yeah. And so, uh, when was your last fight you had, Ray? Uh, oh, bloody hell. What, bare fist? No, it's anything. When was the last time you had to have a fight? Oh, do you know what? I ain't had a fight. I ain't had a fight. I think maybe the last one I've ever had is in prison. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've never had a fight since. No, I've had to fight. But you're looking like you're in good shape right now. Is it come, come back on the cards in 2022? Do you know what? I train I train every day. you got to remember I'm 71, you know. I train every day. People go, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, you spent 30 years lying on your back, mate. Oh, but yeah, that's why, yeah, isn't it? Really so, well, no, not really, because all, every day in prison, I train. Yeah, I'm playing as hard as Yeah, I'm trained. I train every day in prison. I train every day with proper people, yeah? So it was 24-7 thing. I never give up training, you know? I love training. Mm. And in 1979, I had lots of problems. No, I was in touch. No, that's cool. In 1979, um, 78, I was in jail prison and it burnt down. I was, went there about, there's a lot of big story, you know the big story, yeah, but yeah, don't yeah. go for that story. But um, yeah, the prison burnt down. I then come out in the end of 78, 79, moved to Lewisham because of the girl I was with. And then I started doing uh, illegal fights, street fights cool. with Jimmy Tibbet. Cool. You know but um so I think we'd, we'd pretty much leave it there today because that's a lovely little okay. Christmas special you've okay. given them. But okay. um, one thing that everyone wants to know, like, what's going on with the book and that? Has there been any progress? Yeah, um, I've got a book um, coming very soon. Um, I've done four sittings already. Um, I'm doing four, two, two hour sittings. It's going to take maybe four, maybe six months to com com complete. So you're not rushing it, but it's going to be the proper It's going to be, it's going to be, maybe it could even be two books. Uh, it's absolutely, I ain't going to tell you who's, who's the author, or who's the writer of this thing, but it's absolutely 
proper, you know. I've got a good publisher that published my book as well. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be top tops. You know? Perfect. Well, I can't wait to see that, and I know a lot of people. Me too. Me too. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, when that's ready, we'll get you back on to obviously let yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And obviously, I don't know if people know. Obviously, Ray's got his, a great YouTube channel of his own, yeah, and yeah. he's got hundreds of incredible videos on there, yeah. going into detail, talking about this and that. And he gets puts lots of regular yeah. content on there. So, guys, go to the description box and subscribe to Ray's channel as well to get more and more videos off Ray. Lovely, mate. Lovely. So, um, Ray, we want to thank you for thank everything you. that you've done this year. Thank as well you, uh, Christian. And Christian's KRNTV is the business. He was one of the first ones I've ever done a podcast with and it's absolutely fantastic yeah well like i say it's much appreciated and it's been great getting to know you and building friendships so ray um wishes best of luck going into 2022 and i want to thank everyone watching today and wish them the best of luck in 2022 hope everyone has a great thank you mate love you take care yeah thank you very much